Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is Mark Hemingway. And Mark, you have risen in defense of Donald Trump. Is, do, do my ears deceive me? Well, let's not get carried away here. Um, I, By the way, no matter what you say, I'm going to spin it afterwards as you <laughs> rose in defense of Donald Trump, which is kind of the media issue you're raising. Right. Well, I, I can't defend any of the myriad of irresponsible things that Trump uh, has said throughout this campaign. Um, having said that, it's undeniable there's a great deal of pearl clutching by the media regarding these issues um, because the bigger and ongoing scandal than whatever Trump has said today that's you know inflaming people is the fact that the media have a total double standard for irresponsible rhetoric when it comes to Republicans and Democrats. And you have a post at the Weekly Standard about one specific example? Yeah, well, there's an op-ed today, um, as you're probably familiar with a couple of days ago, Trump said something about Second Amendment people taking care of Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. I think there's a perfectly benign interpretation of that comment. However, it's obvious that Trump hasn't exactly <laughs> generated a lot of goodwill in order for the media to put the best <laughs> construction on the things that he says. Um, some people immediately went to this idea that Trump was calling for the assassination of Hillary Clinton. Um, and certainly, I can understand that getting some play, but at the same time, the media is pretending like there isn't any other interpretation right. of the remark, which I do find to be a little ridiculous. If there's anything we know about Trump is that he's rather imprecise in the way that he says things. Sometimes that's deliberate. He likes to use a lot of strategic, strategic ambiguity. Other times he just doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, he just yeah. likes to talk. Um, but the lengths to which the media has gone to condemn this uh, have gotten so far. The Washington Post today published a piece um, it's called Headline, Political Violence is No Joke, and it's an op-ed by two different Kennedys. I forget who the, uh, the second Kennedy is, but one of the Kennedys, the author of this op-ed is William Kennedy Smith. Okay, I'm sorry. Give me a second here. So the Washington Post ran a piece attacking Trump's sloppy language involving a guy who was charged with assault. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, no. I mean, he was he was charged with raping a 29 exactly. year old woman in 1991. It was a major public trial. I mean, this is literally the only thing most people know about William Kennedy Smith. And of course, you know, the Washington Post byline in him just says that you know he's the nephew of JFK exactly. or whatever. Um, and. It's just, I don't know how you do this. I mean, here's a guy criticizing irresponsible rhetoric that has been accused of actual life-altering <laughs> violence against another human being. Well, apparently Michael Skakel wasn't available to write, so they had to turn right. away Kennedy Smith. Exactly. But but the other thing about that is that, and this wasn't, it's true that William Kennedy Smith was acquitted, but um, it was also true that three other women accused him of mm -hmm. rape and their testimony was disallowed. And most people have a reasonable suspicion to believe that this is another case, much like Ted Kennedy, who by the way, was partying with William Kennedy Smith the night he raped That's that right. woman, um, of a Kennedy escaping accountability for doing something horrible. Um, and forgive me if I have reached my limit in terms of what I am willing to tolerate from the media on hypocrisy here, because that is just absolutely appalling. Uh, and there's another, to me, example on the flip side of that. On the one hand, hyperventilating over what were clearly goofy comments from Donald Trump. On the other hand, there is this huge story about not just the uh, Clinton cash story that's been around for a while, mostly overlooked right. by the mainstream media, but now you have the FBI requesting an investigation into the obvious overlap between the Secretary of State's office under Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, 
And the call for investigation gets shot down by the politicized Obama administration. And if you just read the New York Times and watch CNN, you don't even know this happened. Right. It's weird. It's like the media emphasis on things is completely reversed, which is to say, I don't think that Trump's ridiculous comments should be ignored. But um, what they're doing is this. Trump says something um, obnoxious or wrong or, or, you know, allegedly threatens violence or whatever, and the media just flips out beyond belief about what amount to disputes over a few words. And they just, you know, flood the zone of media coverage. Oh, by the way, the story trickles out that three FBI field offices wanted Hillary Clinton's foundation investigated for corruption, and, and we have lots of evidence already that it was, you know, corrupt as all get out. Um, and the Obama administration declined to pursue the investigation. Um, and that is just being sort of dutifully reported and put out there. It's not being ignored, but it's just being, you know, just there's one story in the paper and but, that's it. But you and, say and dutifully the, reported. I just want to, to me, tell me if I'm wrong, Mark, this is the kind of story that if Hillary Clinton were a Republican, it would be making journalists' careers. I mean, this is Watergate-level corruption, and it's the kind of corruption that normal dopey people like me can get. It's, hi, I want something. Well, hi, I'm the Secretary of State, and I can get it for you. Well, here, here's a big fat check right. with Clinton written on it. It's, I mean, this is the kind of story that if this were a Republican, there would be front-page editorials well, calling on her to drop out of the race. That, and that, you can barely find it on the bomber pages, you know, B-15, B-25. That's exactly right. And that's what I was saying about the emphasis being flipped. Like, I feel like Trump's comments should not be ignored. You know, go out there and report them. Sure. You know, get them out there in front of people so that they can make judgments about the presidential election. But they should be flooding the zone <laughs> and making a really big deal out of these unbelievable corruption charges uh, against Hillary Clinton. Um but, you know, for whatever reason, at some point they decided that Trump is the greatest threat to democracy we've ever seen. But somehow Hillary Clinton, well, we'll all just sort of, you know, get by under her. And the reality is there have been so many things about her that have been explicitly disqualifying. I mean, the truth is they're both profoundly unfit for office, in my opinion. <laughs> and that should be a story in and of itself. Sure. And, and that's being ignored because they're taking sides. I want to uh, conclude with one last example. And I, I just I, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a trained journalist. I have a bizarre background in political. Blah, blah, blah. But I am a lifelong journalism fan. My oldest son is named Menken. I mean, I'm a huge fan of journalists and the art of the newspaper, et cetera. And I look up on my TV and there's Donald Trump giving a speech in which he says, uh, you know, President Obama is a founder of ISIS. Now, I think that's a goofy claim, whatever. Right. The Chiron, the writing of, under the screen, literally. So this is the, the quote, news outlet reporting Trump. Obama, founder of ISIS, parentheses, he's not. They contradicted, the reporter contradicts the guy talking, not even in an exchange where the guy right. can explain himself. I mean, to me, as, as much as I happen to agree with CNN's <laughs> claim, how is that even close to journalism, the journalism that I grew up respecting, the you know steely-eyed, neutral, we just report what happened and let you decide? How does that happen? Well, I think— think that this is just insulting to regular um, viewers. I mean, and the media really feels that it's their job to tell people what to think, not to give them the information they need to make responsible decisions right. in a democracy that relies on self-governance, but it's literally to tell them what they think. And they think that rubes out in the hinterlands are so dumb, they can't get past phase one of what <laughs> Trump means. And right. further, they are invested as liberals in protecting Obama's disastrous foreign policy. Now, 
obviously, I think Trump may be even confused about his own rhetoric here. <laughs> I, but I don't think any reasonable person hears Trump saying Obama founded ISIS right. and says, yes, he called the meeting to order and filed the incorporation papers. OK, <laughs> no, what he what he means is that Obama did very specific things that created a power vacuum in Iraq. Joe Biden bet his entire vice president's presidency was the word he used. I bet my vice presidency publicly that he would get a status of forces agreement for U.S. troops to remain in Iraq. They failed to do that. There was no significant U.S. troop presence in Iraq that created a power vacuum and it allowed ISIS to rise and thrive. Obama bears responsibility for that. And the fact that the media would go out of their way to focus on a dumb semantic debate Mm -hmm. to avoid holding Obama accountable for what he's done to allow ISIS to rise and as a result get American citizens killed is is scandalous. And more scandalous than Trump's dumb comments, which again, (laughs) dutifully report them. Dutifully report how imprecise he is, but this is Unbelievable. But what the point I'm and all of that is I, I agree with you on all of that. It needs to be reported more. But just back to the area of journalism, as you know, we were talking about what should journalists do? Imagine what happens the day that President Obama stood up and said, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And the Chiron read parentheses. No, you can't. Right. Which, when he was making that claim, I was on the radio saying, no, you can't. This, this is crap. This is right. obviously demonstrably not true. If anyone had done that, the the you know journalistic whatever talking heads and whatever powers that be would have gone crazy. How dare you editorialize you know, while the, the the newsmaker is making the news? That's exactly what happened here. You don't have to like Trump to realize that CNN and the New York Times and other media outlets are crossing a line from which I wonder if they can ever get back what the tiny modicum of, of credibility they had left. And they didn't have a lot. Uh, journalists already rank very low on the trustworthiness scale. I, I, how do you get it back once you blatantly say we're going to partisan, we're going to fight a partisan fight for a candidate? Well, polls show that they've lost their credibility, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if they're getting it back. And the rise of Trump is proof of that. If 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 media if the media right. doesn't like the fact that Trump is out there saying and doing all these things that they find profoundly outrageous, well, they have in large part themselves to blame because when they were you know to the extent that they were you know doing any sort of credible research on Trump and his many problems and all the dumb things that he said, <laughs> um, people just didn't believe them right. because they had said so many hyperbolic and untrue things about far more reasonable, responsible Republicans like Mitt Romney was turned into the Antichrist right. in 2012 by the media, and then you know they they lied through their teeth about all sorts of things Obama was given cover on, uh, for instance, how much the Romney-Ryan um, um, Medicare entitlement reform plan was going to cost. I mean, they got away with that in, in the media forever. Mm-hmm. They accused Romney of being racist for six weeks straight for correctly pointing out the Obama administration gutted welfare reform. Right. Um, I mean, and the media aided and abetted this. Um, so, yeah, no, they, they don't deserve any sort of you know leeway, and they don't deserve people believing what they say. Um, unfortunately, in a democracy like ours, you actually need a media <laughs> Gatekeeper, you know it's really important. If you know if you sure. care about journalism and I care about journalism, you need these people to be held account and to be responsible. And no one is doing that because what they do serves the interests of the people that control the power in this country for real. Um, mm-hmm. And it has just become this like sort of monolithic power block. Forget Republican Democrat. It's about a bunch of you know wealthy elites that control everything, and the media are the pawns of that establishment. Well, there is a place you can go and get more information and get a you know a gatekeeper who will fight for you, and that is. Of course, the Weekly Standard and the Weekly Standard Podcast. Mark Hemoy, thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Also, check out the new Crystal Clear Podcast every Friday at podcastone.com. And you can subscribe to all these podcasts for free on iTunes. 
I'm your host, Michael Graham.